Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading mixed this morning with Korea leading the way up 0.18%. Australia is slightly underwater at 0.08% and Japan is down 0.67%. Now this comes amid a sell-off on Wall Street overnight as social unrest from China's prolonged COVID restrictions weighed on markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 1.45% to end off at 33,849 points. The S&P 500 dropped 1.54% to end off the night at 3,963 and the Nasdaq Composite ended down 1.58% to close in at 11,049 points. Now the sell-off was driven mainly by protests that broke out in mainland China over the weekend as people started to vent their frustrations with Beijing's zero-COVID policy and the local governments tightened COVID controls as surges surged even though earlier this month Beijing adjusted some policies that suggested the world's second biggest economy was on its way to reopening. So let's bring in Ryan on the show today to talk all about it. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Dan. So it's National Giving Day. Why are you giving me? Oh, I'm giving you, like, a, I'll give you a, a gift of a smile. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> right, giving me some questions, um, I'm sure, in the coming moments. So yep. what is on your radar? Well, overnight on Wall Street, one particular stock that's heavily under pressure is Apple. Now, Apple shares dropped 2.6% after a Bloomberg report stated that an unrest, the unrest at effect in China could mean 6 million fewer iPhone Pro's units for this year. And this comes against the backdrop of Apple's already lowered overall production target to about 87 million units from earlier projection of 90 million units. Now, what does this spell for the company in the near future, especially at a crucial time ahead of the holidays? Yeah, yeah I can imagine how this could be disruption for many of these plans and 6 million iPhones being impacted Mm. as a result of those um, factory disruptions is going to hit the bottom line. So if you look at what Foxconn is already saying, it is um, pointing to how this could affect its revenue to the tune of 20%. And in terms of iPhone revenue, it is affecting it 36%. So this is the potential worst case scenario if these lockdowns remain in Chengzhou. So it is also seeing analysts at Morgan Stanley cutting their iPhone Pro output estimates as well. So this is where we are seeing some pessimism around where iPhone sales might be because they just don't have enough iPhones to sell. Mm. So that could eventually weigh weigh on Apple as well as other iPhone ecosystem suppliers. So something for investors to try a price in as more clarity comes forth in the coming days. Also worth noting, Foxconn, as we've seen in the headlines, many of the staff have been quite unhappy, some of them protesting, some of them leaving the Mm. factories. And this has resulted in Foxconn offering bonuses to many of these workers to stay in Chengzhou, which is also being dubbed iPhone City. $1,800 is the bonus being um, being put on the table for some of these workers to stay on. Mm. And this is um, hopefully enough for them to turn around the tide of people leaving and also prevent further disruptions to the supply line for Apple. Well, is 1800 enough for you to stay? 
It's almost the price of an iPhone, right? So <laughs> they maybe can think about keeping the iPhones they make. All right. Now, will this likely accelerate the diversification of Apple's production base? And where do you think they will seek alternative manufacturing locations? Yeah, so that's the thing, right? How long is this going to last? Because it's going to raise a lot of question marks for internal reviews for, for Apple, for many other manufacturers in the US, other places, as they try to navigate potential future disruptions mm. because they want their supply chains to be resilient and they have to start thinking if they need to diversify elsewhere instead of just putting all their eggs in China. Mm. In some cases, they might think about home shoring, bringing back home to the US in this case, um, some of the production facilities. And this is going to be potentially some long-term outflows from China when it comes to some of these supply chain setups. So it is going to be one for many of these companies to try to um, decide their priorities on in the coming quarters. Right, and that's something that we're watching out for very closely. Analysts are also expecting them to seek alternative in various locations like perhaps India and maybe even Vietnam. Now, moving on, let's talk about another sector that's affected by the developments in China, and that's oil. Now, oil prices were briefly negative for the year yesterday after a surprising turnaround from projections that crude could be in short supply and selling at much higher prices. And West Texas Intermediate dropped to as low as 736 dollars per barrel last night and that's the lowest since last december so ryan how has china's covid latest lockdown affected the outlook for oil what's the relationship here yeah as you expect when china goes through a bit of some bad turbulence the outlook for oil gets a bit of a hit because it means demand for oil it's just going to be cloudier and more gloomier and this is where we are seeing some immediate reactions when it comes to the price of oil. And if you look at the early indications this week, we've seen some pressure in oil prices. And so far this morning, they are down 1%. Mm. And this continues to be something that plays out from the earlier uh, sentiment around what's happening in Ukraine, which has also seen um, those global economic recession risks just rising. Right. So this is now starting to be priced in by many market watchers of where demand is going to be for the global economy as China's growth is expected to be lower than what official forecasts are going to be. And now you have all these protests just adding more complication to the equation and this is potentially going to see restrictions come back. And this, of course, could be a repeat of what we've seen in Shanghai. Mm. Activities being curbed as well as just export and growth also affected. So all in, we could be in for less demand for oil and in turn, prices of oil to drop. Right. And yeah, what's been going around that there's a rumor that OPEX Plus is already starting to float the idea of a production cut. And that's uh, for this coming Sunday's meeting. So what do you think is the possibility of that and how much of a cut are you expecting, Ryan? Yeah, when it comes to production cuts, uh, OPEC is starting to think about it more seriously to mm. try to raise prices. So cutting the supply side of things to help support the prices. And this is starting to be talked about even more intensively. Uh, going by the latest reports, it looks like it is not going to be a surprise if OPEC cuts because they have done so recently in October, approving a production cut of 2 million barrels. And now expectations are for signals for even deeper cuts. Mm. And this is uh, right now 
looking at potentially higher oil prices next year if they do make those cuts. Right. Okay, and that's something we'll be watching out for closely as well. Now, Ryan, let's talk crypto. Now, in the latest build-up of the FTX fallout, BlockFi announced yesterday that it had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection along with eight of its affiliates. And this comes after the company had earlier paused withdrawals from its platform and acknowledged it had significant exposure to FTX and its associated entities. Ryan, were you surprised by this? I would say not a lot of people would be surprised by such news because mm. FTX collapsing would be uh, something of a indicator or a domino that would hit other players as well because of how much exposure other crypto players had to it. And this was the reason cited by BlockFi. It had significant exposure to FTX as well as its associated entities. And it is pretty much the latest crypto firm to just put its hand up in the air to say it's um, just under a lot of pressure right now. Mm. So we are likely to see even more. In fact, this is something being flagged by the Straits Times that we could see more crypto companies filing for bankruptcy or at least looking to restructure in Singapore. Mm. Uh, And of course, in Singapore, we've seen many crypto um, companies setting up shop. Uh, So much so, it's been dubbed a crypto hub of sorts. It's now being described by some market watchers as potentially becoming a hub for the restructuring of distressed crypto firms. Wow. Okay, on on that note as well, Bitcoin had shed 3.2% and it was trading close to $16,000 at one point. That's what happened yesterday. So so does China's unrest have a play in this decline as well? For Bitcoin prices, um, I guess with the risk appetite being sapped from the markets, it might have some indirect impact on Bitcoin prices. Mm. So something to think about. So far in the early indications for the opening numbers, it's still quite subdued. So this could have uh, indirect pressure on Bitcoin prices in mm. the coming days. And yeah, it's uh, it's been said that they follow the Nasdaq prices as well quite closely. So that's something that we'll be watching out for. Now back at home, we're currently 16 minutes into the local trading day. And just yesterday, the Straits Times Index closed lower by 0.14% to end at 3,240 points. Now Ryan, how was the SCI performing this morning? Well, let's take a look where we are for the SCI. And mm. like you pointed out, it was under pressure alongside other regional markets yesterday with what played out on the streets of China with those protests and it looks like we are reversing costs for the Street Sums Index so far in the opening minutes and it's up by 0.3% at 3,250 points and it's pretty much split between red and green right now. At the top, we've got Hong Kong Land up by 1.3%, followed by Dairy Farm International, Sankop Industries and City Dev all up at least 1%. At the bottom, we've got the likes of Maple Tree Pan Asia Commercial Trust down 1.2%, followed by Maple Tree Industrial Trust and Venture. So those are the early movers at the top and the bottom of the STI. All right, thank you so much, Ryan. And uh, that's all we are tracking for today. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.